Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Welcome to UniSelect Inc. 2021 First Quarter Results Conference Call. At this time, all lines are in a listen-only mode. Following the presentation, we will conduct a question and answer session. If at any time during this call you require immediate assistance, please press star zero for the operator. Note that today's call is being recorded. Bonjour, mesdames et messieurs, et bienvenue à la conférence téléphonique sur les résultats du premier trimestre 2021 de UniSelect. Pour le moment, toutes les lignes sont en mode d'écoute seulement. Après la présentation, nous procéderons à une séance de questions et réponses. Si, à tout moment, au cours de cet appel, vous avez besoin d'une assistance immédiate, veuillez appuyer sur étoile 0 pour obtenir l'opérateur. L'appel d'aujourd'hui est enregistré. Je voudrais maintenant céder la parole à Louis Junot, chef de la Direction des affaires juridiques et administration et secrétaire corporatif. And I would like to turn the conference over to Louis Junot, Chief Legal and Administrative Officer and Corporate Secretary. Please go ahead. Thank you, Sylvie. Uh, good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us for the UniSelect's uh, first quarter conference call. Presenting this morning are Brent Windham, President and CEO of UniSelect, and President and CEO of the Canadian Automotive Group, and Eric Bussia, Executive Vice President and, and Chief Financial Officer. Following their comments, we'll open the call for questions. Please note that all documents referred to in today's conference call, including this webcast presentation, can be found on our website at uniselect.com in the investors section. As noted on slide two, I would like to remind you about the caution regarding forward-looking statements, which is applied to our presentation and comments. All amounts are expressed in U.S. dollars, except as otherwise specified. With that, let me turn the call over to Brett. Thank you, Lori. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us for a Q1 results conference call. Before we begin, I would like to give a special thanks to our team for supporting our customers during these unusual, unusual times <coughs> Excuse me. and going the extra mile to ensure that we've served our customers with the highest standards. We continue to manage with the proper safety protocols to safeguard our team members and our customers and proactively adjust our operations to the evolution of the pandemic. Let's turn to page four for the market conditions, please. In the U.S., the CCC reported double-digit month-over-month decline in January and February, in line with the pattern of the previous six months. However, in March, reversed the negative trend to an actual, being actually up 8.1% for a total negative of 9.5 for the first quarter. <clears throat> I would like to make two observations about the data, please. First, it's important to know that we track our performance with the CCC data and in the markets in which we operate, and from that point of view, we are tracking and maintaining our overall leading market position. Second, claims counts in March 2021 are actually down 12.7% compared to March 2019 a more comparable month that does not include the impact from COVID. 
Therefore, the slow recovery in the refinished market is still ongoing. In Canada, with the limited data we have, we have seen a strong rebound of pre-COVID levels this quarter. However, there, there remains challenges related to the current lockdowns from coast to coast. In the UK, in the current impacts from the third confinement hit hard in January, but recovered quickly. According to the UK Government Statistics Office, car road traffic hit a low of 29% of normal levels in its worst day in January and has since recovered to over 90%. And we are proud of how the team has continued to manage through the volatility. Overall, the industry data suggests that the performance of each of our businesses are in line with their respective market. Let's turn to page seven for the highlights for the first quarter. We had a strong start to the year, <clears throat> despite being up against a comparable quarter that was marginally impacted by the early stages of the pandemic. In essence, the auto parts business continues to improve in spite of the additional lockdown measures in Canada and the UK and a volatile supply chain. However, as expected, the refinished business in the U.S. is on a slower path to recovery. Consolidated sales for the first quarter were down 9% to $370 million from $408 million last year, primarily attributable to a slower recovery at Finish Master and to a lesser extent the reduced number of, days, number of billing days. These factors were partially offset by the continued improvements at CAG and the sustained results at TPA. <clears throat> I would also add that we had a positive impact from the currency conversion effect. Organic growth continued its sequential improvement and ended, in, ended at a negative 10.2% for the first quarter, up from 12% in the fourth quarter. In turn, the adjusted EBITDA increased 68% to $28 million, or a margin of 7.6%, compared to $17 million, or a margin of 4.1% last year. The margin improved a solid 350 basis points. The marked improvement was primarily driven by the benefits from our actions in 2020, the ongoing cost control measures in 21, as well as the improved gross margins at CAG and TPA. To a lesser extent, it was also due to a particular items, such as a reversal of bad debt in the quarter, as well as FX losses and one-time charge totaling 4.5 million last year. These factors were partially offset and partially compensated by the lower absorption of fixed costs. Finally, in combination with our strong collection efforts and active inventory management, translated into a lower than expected seasonal increase in our debt levels. Eric will provide more details in, in, on this later. Turning to page eight for Finish Master, please. At Finish Master, demand continues to improve but remains in a rebound mode under 2019 levels. This quarter, severe weather conditions in the U.S. Southwest and Northeast had negative impacts in some of the regions where we operate, adding pressure to the market in recovery and translating to a slower uptick as discussed before. Sales were down 22% to $158 million due to the impact from the pandemic and the challenging environment. Organic growth continued its sequential improvement from the trough set in the second quarter last year and ended Q1-21 better than Q4-20 with a negative impact of 38 million. While our sales are down, our market position continues to remain strong as sales are mostly in line with the markets in which we operate. While our adjusted EBA was 10.1 million for the first quarter versus 12.1 million for the same period last year, our margin increased from 6% to 6.4% 6 or 40 basis points. 
The improvement is primarily due to the benefits from the improvement plans and cost control measures, the partial reversal of bad debt, as well as a one-time charge last year. These factors were partially offset by the lower fixed cost absorption. For the second quarter in a row, Finnish Master is, reported, is reporting adjusted EBITDA and margins exceeding the previous quarter, which is a testament to the success of the numerous measures put in place in 2020. Our deep dive into our value and operational effectiveness is starting to take shape and normalize for seasonality. We expect to see continued progressive improvements during the year. Let's turn to page nine, please, for the Canadian group. CAG continued to perform well under the current context, increasing sales and profitability over the same period as last year, despite the impact from the additional government-imposed lockdown measures in the first quarter. Sales reached 115 million, up 6% from 109 million last year, driven by the positive currency conversion effect and acquisitions, partially offset by the lower number of billing days. Sales have returned to the 2019 levels and, in fact, have surpassed them in the past three quarters, and we have experienced upward demand trends, despite the impact from the pandemic demonstrating our robust and resilient business model. Organic growth was marginally positive for this quarter in line with the past few quarters. We're seeing a solid performance of our independent members and ongoing improvement in our corporate stores, despite the lockdown measures. In the quarter, we completed the integration of our point of sale system for all our corporate stores except for the ones recently acquired, which will continue to lead to efficiencies. Adjusted EBITDA reached one, uh, excuse me, reached 11.8 million, or a margin of 10.2% up from 2.7 million, or a margin of 2.5% for the same period last year. This marked improvement was mainly driven by the benefits from the improvement plans and cost control measures as well as the improved gross margins. It was also due to the favorable variance in foreign exchange, <clears throat> which lifted the margin. Note this is the fourth consecutive quarter where the adjusted EBITDA margin is above 10%. This is truly reflects our team's ability and dedication to manage the business continues to grow and is showing in these robust and sustained results. Going forward, we will continue to execute several initiatives to drive sustainability and improve our customer service we will focus on profitable growth and make select tuck-in acquisitions. Let's turn to page 10 for, excuse me, page 10 for the Parts Alliance. TPA continues to prove, improve its results, increasing sales and profitability over the same period last year, despite the impact from the additional government-imposed lockdowns measures in the first quarter. Sales reached $97 million in line with the same period last year as the positive currency conversion was offset by the impact from the pandemic and the lower billing days. Organic growth was a negative 4.5%, slightly improved, but generally in line with the second half of 2020. In the quarter, we continue to migrate our stores to our single point of sale system for, the, for all the UK branches. Adjusted to EBITDA reached 9.9 million, or a margin of 10.2%, up from 4.7 million, or a margin of 4.8% last year. The margin was up 540 basis points over the last year and represents the highest margin generated by TPA since Q1 2018. Note, this is the third consecutive quarter that TPA has improved its adjusted EBITDA margin over the corresponding period last year. We believe this profitability can be sustained and improved over time. Going forward, we will continue to execute our continuous improvement initiatives and we will focus on profitable growth and make selective greenfields depending on the market conditions. With this, I will now turn it over to Eric 
to complete our financial review. Eric? Thank you, Brent. Good morning, everyone. Turn to page 12 for comments relating to our cash flow. Recall that we typically burn cash in the first quarter. This year, we use only 500,000 of cash from operations versus 13 million for the corresponding period last year. This improvement was mainly due to our improved profitability and continued proactive working capital management as we put strong emphasis on cash collection and inventory management this quarter. Our improved profitability also fueled our free cash flow, which we doubled from 14 million in Q1 20 to 27 million in Q1 2021. Turning to, our, turning to our cash on page 13, we use our liquidity to fund customer investments for 4 million and invested in capital expenditure for 2 million. We only invested a small amount in the CapEx this quarter as we are still in the process of ramping up our program after a year-long pause. Turning to our financial position on page 14. Given our proactive cash management and improved profitability, our total net debt only increased modestly from three months ago. As at March 31, 2021, our outstanding total net debt stood at $383 million, including $98 million of IFRS leases obligations, representing an increase of $13 million versus $370 million and $101 million, respectively, at the end of 2020. Driven by our improved profitability and proactive cash management, our leverage ratio further decreased to 3.8 times in Q1 2021 from 4.2 times at the end of 2020. Turning to page 15. At quarter end, we had approximately $267 million of liquidity, which is an impulse position considering our requirements. As of, as of March 31, 2021, we were in compliance with all our bank covenants. Note that in Q2 2021, we are required to have a minimum EBITDA of $20 million, and we are very confident to be able to achieve this. Turning to page 17 for the outlook. Our outlook has not changed significantly from what we were expecting three months ago. We expect our consolidated 2021 sales to improve over 2020, but not to return to 2019 level before the second half of 2022. As mentioned previously, the refinished market will take longer to recover than the auto parts business, as it is not only dependent on mild driven, but also on new car sales and traffic density. In terms of profitability, we expect our consolidated adjusted EBITDA in absolute dollar and on a margin basis to improve over 2020, but at varying degrees depending on the business segments. One factor to keep in mind for 2021 is that it is unlikely that we will benefit from the same level of government subsidies as we did in 2020. Note that we received about $6 million in government subsidies last year, of which $4.2 million was in the third quarter and mostly related to CAC, and about $700,000 was in the second quarter and mostly related to TPA. For Finnish Master, we expect sales to improve over 2020, but we do not expect to return to 2019 level as the impact from the pandemic is compounded by the original structural changes in the refinish industry. We also expect to improve our adjusted EBITDA margin versus 2020. Our objective is to continue to tailor our costs to serve for the various channels. For CAG, we expect both sales and adjusted EBITDA margin improvements over 2020. Our objectives continue to be to grow organically and through strategic acquisition to consolidate our position in the Canadian market. Similarly, for TPA, we expect both sales and adjusted margins improvement over 2020. Our objective continues to be to grow primarily through selective greenfield. We are currently planning to open a few in 2021, depending on market conditions. For modeling purposes, net finance costs for 2021 should be in line with last year, excluding the loss of debt extinguishment, while the tax rate should be between 20 and 22%. 
In terms of cash deployment, we will continue to manage capital investment and working capital proactively. However, we will be ramping up certain investment back to near pre-COVID level. For 2021, we expect to invest about $12 million for maintenance capex and between 10 to $16 million for development capex. While capex investments remain low in the first quarter, we anticipate a marked ramp-up in the second half of the year. We also expect to invest between 14 to $16 million in customer incentives. Considering all these factors, we expect our total net debt level at the end of 2021 to be similar to the level of 2020. However, our leverage ratio should be lowered as our adjusted EBITDA is expected to be higher. Note that there remains regional uncertainty in some markets to the pandemic and the slower recovery in the refinished market. Therefore, our outlook is based on certain assumptions and visibility as of today. Turning to page 18, I would like to conclude our comments relating specifically to the second quarter. We expect Q2 2021 to be a marked improvement over the same period last year. The second quarter is typically the strongest quarter of the year, and the impact from the pandemic hit through the Q2 2020. As a result, organic growth and adjusted EBITDA margin in all three business segments are expected to increase year-over-year, but at varying degrees. Note that we will, ex- we will expect the overall performance of TBE to be better than the comparable quarter last year. When compared to Q2 2019, the result will be partly mitigated by the shift of the MOT mandatory testing last year due to the pandemic. While we do not expect this shift to alter total sales for the year, it will impact the seasonality of the results of TPA. At this time, it is difficult to determine the magnitude of the shift. In addition, note that the total debt net debt level in Q2 2021 will marginally rise from Q1 2021 level, but the increased sales, due to the increased sales, that will have an impact on our account receivables and some restocking in the business with its associated payables. In line with this, we expect to use cash flow from operation again in the second quarter and turn cash flow positive during the second half of the year. In closing, we are confident that we have a solid financial plan to ride the last mile of the pandemic and ample liquidity to meet our current operating and capital needs. This concludes our presentation. We are now ready for for questions. Operator? Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do have any questions, please press star followed by one on your touchtone phone. You will hear a three-tone prompt acknowledging your request. And if you would like to withdraw your question, simply press star followed by two. And if you are using a speakerphone, we do ask that you please lift the handset first. Once again, please press star 1 if you have any questions. And your first question will be from Naman Sati at Laurentian Bank. Please go ahead. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Uh, So my first question is more on the gross margin side. There's a slight improvement there, but in your prepared remarks, you've mentioned about uh, volatile supply chain. So I'm just wondering if uh, you could provide some color that if you're seeing any cost pressures, are there any supply chain issues? And just uh, resultantly, if, if, you're, if you've increased any of the pricing um, for all, all of the three businesses or the three segments that you have there. Um, so I would say in the auto parts side is really where we're seeing any challenges on the supply chain, certainly not in the refinish side. Um, but uh, on the auto parts side, certainly we've seen some cost increase on our freight and delays from uh, our shipments. And certainly we've seen some volatility in some of our domestic suppliers, both in the UK as well as in in Canada. We continue to manage through those uh, and certainly it's a challenge, but uh, as you can see, we've sort of mitigated most of that. 
certainly from a, from a pricing point of view, uh, we're starting to see price increases and in inflation coming from some of our, our supply uh, partners. And certainly we've increased our, our cost uh, or our pricing on the due to the freight costs we've seen that's come through uh, on the direct sourcing product side of our business. So to some, but nothing uh, significant at this point. Okay, so you can continue to serve the clients even even with this pressure, yes. right? Yes, yes, okay. yes, sir. Okay. Now, that's right. And just uh, um, on the finished master side, I just want to get my head around this. So uh, from what I understand, the lockdowns have been much less in the U.S. as opposed to Canada, but the, the contraction in finished master is a lot. I know you mentioned the density in new cars. But um, is, are there any other factors other than that? Because uh, the sale of old cars has been, you know, much higher. Uh, the lockdowns have been substantially reduced. So is it just about uh, the new car sales that would eventually result in uptake in the business, or is there something else that we should look at as well? Well, I believe that the fundamental thing that's impacting it today is just the driving patterns. I mean, we're certainly seeing. The, you know, less density in the major markets, uh, resulting in le less collisions. I mean, you can you can see that in the insurance reports, as insurers' reports as well. Uh, certainly, that's true in Canada as well, uh, for different reasons. But uh, you know, it's just pure demand right now. Okay, that's fair. And just last from my end uh, before. So in the TPA business, you had mentioned that you transitioned to a single POS system. I'm just wondering if, if there is anything left on the cost side. Is there something that you're doing there or that's pretty much done and now it's about uh, growing the top line there? Well, we, we certainly have done most of the heavy lifting and uh, TPA and CAG is, is done. Uh, but we're, we're certainly on a continuous improvement journey in all three businesses. We're, and we're certainly beginning our our uh, we've done a lot of work in, in LFM as well. Um, so, you know, there's certainly goodness in front of us in all three of the businesses that we're going to continue to pursue. All right. That's it from me. Thank you. Thank you. Next question will be from Benoit Poirier at Desjardins. Please go ahead. Yes. Uh, good morning, everyone, and uh, congrats for uh, the good quarter. Uh, Thank you. Good morning, Benoit. Yeah. So, now, when we look at the margins at Parts Alliance and the Canadian Automotive Group, it does improve. It's back on track. Uh, there's been also new appointments combined with an improved balance sheet. I was wondering whether it does open the door for a look at some strategic moves. And if so, could you maybe provide some color? I, I don't think we're in a position at this point, Benoit, to, to, to really comment on that. I don't think that, you know, right now we're focused on operating the businesses and continuing to see the improvements that we've seen. Um, certainly, as Brian comes on board, he and I will will we'll have those discussions at the appropriate time if, if it's there. Okay, that, that's perfect. Great color. And, Brent, when we look at the polar vortex in February, would you be able to quantify what was the impact uh, on the overall business, uh, especially uh, when we look in Canada and the U.S.? Is it something that you, you have uh, some ideas? I'm sorry, I missed the first part of that, Benoit. I apologize. Oh, oh with respect to the polar vortex in, in February uh, in the U.S. in uh, Western Canada, 
would you be able to quantify the the impact on your overall business at the Finnish Master and the Canadian Automotive? Um, you know, we certainly are, are experiencing the same kind of uh, impacts when you look at the the, the collision side in Canada. Um, you know, it's uh, there's no question that we're our PBE sector has been impacted by the pandemic and is seeing the same slow recovery that we're seeing in the U.S. Okay. So it's, uh, okay. It's a few million. Benoit, we, we assess it's a few yeah. million. This is not a less than uh, less than five, but uh, it's not insignificant in terms of margin contribution when uh, when it happens, right? right. And it, it okay. also involved it's also involved closing stores during in some cases during the weather storms that, that we occurred, and some of our customers were actually shut down for a number of days uh, in certain markets. Okay, and. and Specifically for Finnish Master, we've seen a strong improvement in margin, uh, but uh, do you see further opportunities to adjust costs and uh, boost the uh, some uh, performance improvement plan in 2021, uh, Brent? Yeah, we're certainly working on that right now on the runway in front of us. As we really get more color of that, Benoit will certainly share that. Uh, I think... Uh, As we've said, we, we've been really taking a deep dive into that for the last uh, few weeks and months, and um, and certainly that's our focus right now. Okay, yeah, that's and, great. And then I, I would yeah. add, right, the, as the market recovers, the sales will will uh, go up, and that will also help uh, the, the Finnish master business and from an overhead absorption perspective, right? So uh, I think that as as the marketing uh, you know go back and rebound, uh, you'll, you'll see a lot of this going to the bottom line. Okay, and where do you see Eric, the the margin uh, back once the, uh, the the sales reach the the, the pre-pandemic level? Let's say in the second half of 2022, what is kind of the uh, targeted uh, level for uh, Finnish Master? Well, as you know, we don't give color uh, on margins for a quarter. I think what we've indicated to uh, investment community for Finnish Master, we see uh, a bit the margin in the range of six to eight uh, percent, and then we believe that those ranges are sustainable. Okay, But, you know, that's I, great I color. Think, uh, yeah, I think it's a matter more of revenue for us at, the, at this point. And as Brent said, there's uh, some initiatives underway to to further. Uh, Uh, help the, the, the business and the performance, but you know, sales is an, an important element for us. Okay, and last one for me, just with respect to the dividend, any any thoughts about the timing uh, to reinstate the dividend? If it's a priority, or uh, in terms of timing, any color would be great. Thanks. I, I think for the current time, uh, and it will be ultimately a decision of the board, Benoit. But I think for the current time, the focus is on deleveraging more so than anything else. Uh, and I think that will be a, what, what will be a trigger point at some point. That's perfect. Thank you very much for the time. Thank you, Benoit. Thank you. Next question will be from Jonathan Limers at BMO. Please go ahead. Thanks. Brent, in Canada, the distribution centers really outperformed the uh, corporate-owned stores. Is that dynamic sustainable? And, and these distribution center sales, is that sustainable at these levels? Um, we believe so. I believe that we're seeing marked improvement in, in all channels of the business, with the exception, as I said earlier, just the PBE side of our business uh, in Canada. Um, substantial improvement in our corporate stores year over year. 
as well as we've seen um, the independents have done very well, and uh, we continue to support them. Thanks. And uh, Eric, would you have the April organic sales by division to share with us, either relative to 2019, ideally, or year over year? Um, no, I don't. I don't have that in front of me. But uh, all I can tell you, it's it's positive vis-a-vis -vis 2020 uh, for sure. Uh, a little bit short compared to 2019, as as we would expect. Uh, but I think you'll you'll see the quarter end uh, growth and look. We're happy with April, is what I would say. And uh, this seems to be a continuous good positive trend for the remainder of the quarter. We have that chart showing that the uh, CCC claims counts for the month of March. Uh, we're about 13% below 19, and that was better than, you know, we, we're like you're seeing a, a nice steady sequential improvement from January, February, March, and into, into uh, like, did that continue into April? Well, look, I, I think first, uh, as you know, February was a bit bumpy uh, because of the weather situation in the U.S., uh, and look, uh, as I said, in, in the three businesses uh, compared to April of 2020, obviously uh, it, it's, uh, it's in the right direction. Uh, and uh, Finnish Master is uh, making the market, as we said. So it's, it's all about the market uh, performance to, for us in, in the coming weeks, months. Uh, but you know, we, we do believe that we're tracking market, and as the market rebound, uh, we'll get some goodness out of that. Thanks. When should the investment community expect Brian McManus to begin joining these quarterly calls? Um, I, Brian and I will talk, but I would, I would imagine probably uh, next quarter. Okay, thanks for your comments. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you do have any questions at this time, please slowly press star followed by one on your telephone keypad. And your next question will be from Zachary Evershed at National Bank. Please go ahead. Good morning, everyone. Congrats on the quarter. Good morning, Zach. Good morning. Can you speak to the size of the acquisition opportunities you're considering in Canada? And are you willing to pull the trigger on those today, or are you waiting to reach a certain leverage threshold? Well, I would say that, you know, as we said, most of these will be viewed as tuck-ins, so they'll be accretive to our existing footprints um, so that we bring leverage to the model. Um, so the size of those will not be, you know, they'll be material to the business, but not necessarily transformational. Um, and I think, you know, as far as timing, you know, it's hard to always predict when uh, those are going to exactly happen. But we're certainly in, in, in process on a, on a number of fronts. Um, and I think, you know, we're, we, we're certainly managing prudently our, our, our cash and our covenant. So um, we'll make sure we're within both of those. That's helpful. Thanks. The last one for me. Looking to regions that are opening up in the U.S. that are farther ahead, are you seeing any evidence of persistent headwinds to congestion or rush hour traffic patterns that could be due to increased work from home? Look, I, I think that that's the, the phenomenal. We're all trying to figure out how to really dial that in um, because it's something that I think is going to be here. Uh, it's a new reality. Um, there's no real good benchmarks yet. Uh, everybody's doing a, a lot of statistical looks. I think we'll be a much smarter 
in that position probably you know in the months and quarters to come. Um, but uh, certainly it's it's had an impact, uh, Jonathan, in the short term. All right. Thank you very much. I'll turn it over. Thank you. As a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, if you do have any questions, you will need to press star followed by one on your touchtone phone. And at this time, gentlemen, we have no further questions. Please proceed. So thank you very much for joining us today. Um, and we look forward to updating you in the in the quarters to come. And we'll talk to you to our on our next quarterly call. Have a good day and please be safe. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, this does indeed end your conference call for today. Once again, thank you for attending. And at this time we do ask that you please disconnect your lines. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.